there, give me an amen. Got those tickling keys. You can just hear Dustin Griffin all over mm. that. Mm-hmm. On the doc.org, Pastor Troy here. You want to get out here with us every Tuesday and Thursday? Check us out. We got episodes dropping everywhere. Conversations that will propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And then engage us on five social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. And when you find us, tell other people. Subscribe, hit like, notify, comments. We just want you to help us make this thing go contagious. And viral. Best tap of me. She thinks I've lost it. I ate those bugles. Those bugles charged me up. I was hungry. I'm so hungry. Been hungry. I got up hungry today. This is not an ad for bugles. They didn't pay for that spot. So if you're, yeah, they were good though. They were fresh. We should, we should come up with an alternative to bugles called shofars. Can I can I say yeah, shofars? A Christian alternative for the Pentecost. Bugles were one of the things. Bugles, those tasted good here. When I had COVID in nineteen, I after that I had all kinds of smell loss, smell phantom smells. Then then somewhere about four or five months later, while we were on that retreat in Branson, I be, things began to taste bad to me. And bell peppers on that retreat, I made uh, I made an egg dish, uh, made those uh, oh yeah the Italian the Italian we bake it for frittata for and, and and I thought I thought the bell peppers had gone skunky because I was eating a couple of them raw. That was when I first that started happening. Coffee began to taste skunky. Roasted peanuts, bugles tasted like garbage to. Me. I don't know what the, something in a lot of things that are roasted skin roasted chicken did mm-hmm. you know roasted stuff on the grill the, the barbecue that I did tasted horrible and over for about, about a year it was like that and then I've gotten almost everything back except for green peppers but I did have bugles back a whole few months ago and they still tasted a little off and I ate those bugles and they tasted like bugles so praise God from whom all blessings flow da, da, da. I got a healing praise oh. God from all who Bugles. Yeah, yeah. Who, from who all bugles? Are. So I got a healing from bugles. Go to uh, go to my Patreon. Be a partner. So if you're if you're a bugles representative, we'd love to have you as a partner or sponsor on the show. Or if you want to be a partner or sponsor, go to my Patreon on the Doc with Pastor Troy. Find out more about it. Give us a call, and we'll talk about your product incessantly. And even nobody paid us to talk about that one. On the Doc.org, go find us out. Find our platforms, our our all of our places where we are. You can find out how to link up to those things, and you can email us at info at on the Doc.org if you want to know more. I've got my set partner today my partner in life mother beth benetone to my right how you doing mother beth i'm doing great honey she keeps tapping me on the arm like he's gonna be okay he's gonna come unglued he's about done it's okay honey and i've got in the studio again my techno wizard executive director lucas winkler on camera and on mic hello we still don't have a m- enough money for him to have a mic but we don't have a fourth person today so he gets one so we could use your partnership my patron yeah got lucky you get to have hear your voice plus yep. we need you as a third co-host because we don't have a third co-host today so you're, you you got to carry water and push buttons so lucas can do it he can do it he's very tough he's a strong man oh yeah you mean this he's been lifted water. Yeah, yeah yeah this water yeah the water see that's what i don't do that's why i'm so weak i do i hate water i would only drink water <laughs> if some water company were to sponsor our show uh, well, just don't don't let it be pepsi because their water's terrible let me just say this to you i, I will is, say up front what's their water Clear. Mm-hmm. What is it Little called? Crisp and clear. Crisp and clear. I oh, want to be honest. I want to be honest. We love you, uh, the Crisp family. You do wonderful things for our region. We thank you for all your partnership, and we thank you. If you will donate Pepsi products to us, we will be talking <laughs> yes. so good about you. Just not the water. But we're not, not water. promoting your water. Not the water. No, we're not, the water. not promoting your water. Pepsi. We have a hard time giving it away. You've donated it to us for events, and, and it sticks around forever. It's like stale and tainted. Yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. rough. The Pepsi. At we'll least filter it. At least filter it. 
something because it's coming right out of Crab Lake or in Lake Order. It is, but it, it, it just doesn't work for me. No. <laughs> so we're in trouble now. We will not be getting a Pepsi sponsorship anytime soon. So Lucas will have to wait on borrowed mics. So we, we can start a whole business model. We could start holy water and shofars. That wait, you've got an idea. We may have to do that. I'm just saying. saying. We got on. He's moved from the host seat. He's been my host for a lot of this. These shows on Southern Worship Leaders, but we've we've got him in the seat to wrap up this series, episode 24, 25, 26. In this uh, 29, it's going to actually be a 29. Let me see. I think when it's done, it's like almost like golly, it's like. 4,000. Let me go look at my notes here real quick. Here. I'm sorry, folks. I got to figure it out. Da, da, da. Now, yeah, when we're done, when we're done, there'll be, there'll be 29 episodes of this whole super series. Uh, this is a Worship Leader Southern Super Series 2, and Ben is the last guy to go. He's pulling anchor. So he's been a part of all the interviews. Now we're going to interview him today and kind of hear his take on it. But in the end, on the next episode, we're going to kind of pull everything together and put a lasso around it and get ready for a big finale for this show with something special coming up. So we got Ben back on the set, worship leader at Community Faith Church, our host church here, and where I also serve as pastor. We serve together as uh, co-pastors here at Marion, and Ben has his special, look at this picture. Yeah, it's not your regular show mm-hmm. pack picture, because when you're a show coach, you get a crappy one like all of us, but here we got your artist picture. Oh yeah, Amanda snuck in there too. Yeah, Amanda gets, on the somebody team. needs to tell Amanda she's gonna, she needs to be a patron sponsor for getting her dressage up there so she's in there as well so part of our worship team one of our worship leaders excellent excellent absolutely y'all are all denimed out there looked very cool uh we, we learned in the last episode you're 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 married mm-hmm. got two kids oh yeah let me see if i can find a picture of those kids because they're, they're really they're my favorite yeah i like mm-hmm. them better than you i don't blame you no i do i do i do i like them both i think zion is smarter uh she's smart and yeah. she is beautiful and she oh, yeah. is my probably my personal favorite but luca is just a little genius. Oh, dude! You know he's got his hair yeah. short now, but he's got some long hair. Right? He's got some butch cat. He's got some like '80s hair going on retro uh, right now. I love those kids, but they are very, very. Yeah. Uh, Luca is so smart; it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's smart and he's still good. He's not become sinister yet. He, you know, so we're trying to keep him on the yes. good side of the Justice League. Not well, you know when you know they, they, well, smart guys can be. Good he loves the Lord with math. He loves math. I know he does. He told me at he was bedtime doing... the other day. I'm putting him to sleep, and he, I'm like, "You got to get him to, to takes a while to get him calm okay. down." How old, is, how old is Luke? He's I'm gonna, six. Okay, I'm gonna point out why he's a genius because number one, it takes one to know. Oh him. yeah, it takes one to know. Him. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> when he, he told me the other day, he says we're in the foyer of the church. We're just hanging out together, and he says, "I love math." And he was telling me stuff. So I said, "Okay, so do you know math?" He said, "I know my multiplication tables." I said, "Okay, I'm gonna ask you one." I want to know what's four times four. And he said, 16. And he didn't hesitate. He didn't take the shoes off. He didn't do anything I'd have to do. Um, so he said 16. And I said, well, that's great. A lot of people can memorize that stuff. Tables, most people are like trained chumps. They learn the tables and they just remember the tables. And, they go yeah. and I said, how do you know four times four is 16? He said, well, two fours is eight. Two eights is 16. Or four fours is 16. I said, son, you got this figured out. <laughs> he could not only tell me the t- times table, he could explain to me why it was what it was. Yeah. And then I know his I, brain works. I've been telling, yeah. I've been telling yeah. Beth a long time. He he's, he's way smarter. Uh, he's maybe one of the smartest kids in our church. So. Yeah. At, well, literally at bedtime the other night, he, like he loves math so much. He just thinks about it. Yeah. We're trying to get him to calm it, down and he's finally about to conk out and he goes, dad, I'm like, wait, what's up, buddy? And he's like, 
do you know what eight plus six is? Yeah, he's he's work, he's, he's by tracking, he, he's by and triple and quad tracking. He's working stuff, you know. So I mean, I mean, what I like about him is he reminds me a lot of me. He's got high energy. He's, he can go till sundown. But but part of that is he is so bored by life that he's analyzing at a high speed. Yeah. He is like Mr. Spock on, yeah, he's on this. He's, he's gonna be amazing. he's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch him go. I, I've got big bets on him that uh, he's gonna make more money than all of us. I'm he's, counting on yeah, that. He'd be like a NASA scientist. Be, well, I had a friend like him that was real smart like him. He works for NASA and makes more money than we can talk about. He does rocket stuff, you know, like, you sure. know, they shoot the rocket and they know the thing's going to be here. Well, that's, he, I don't know. I just, I look around for it. This it's guy just knows trig. It. Yeah, they shoot it where it's not going to be. Yeah, it's just trig. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're involved. We talked about in the first session, Cedar Sessions, your worship leader here, uh, ha uh, married, got two kids, happily married, wife's involved in the Mosaic Initiative. Mm -hmm. You've been traveling and stuff. So go watch uh, session one. Uh, tell, what, what's your family's favorite thing to do? Give us something on your family. What, what's y'all's favorite, as a family, you just want to go do something together. What is something you all like to go do? Uh, ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, we like getting I like ice that. cream. I like that. Your kids, I, Zion, like uh, she loves deer. She, she was telling deer. me her food. She loves to eat deer. She does. I and just not had, just like not just like deer noodles. No. I will I will cook her up a medium okay. rare backstrap. If, if you know me, I'm a very <laughs> prolific cooker. I, I'm 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 a meat connoisseur. I'm a barbecue champion. Um, just this week, Ben brought me over. He's been using the walk-in to age deer in. I've never aged deer. I, I love aged beef. Beth and I'll go places and eat 30, 40 day aged steaks. I've eaten 120 day aged steaks, 90. I brought them back from St. Uh, Chicago. And I like that. I, I, I love that experience. I've, but he's, he's, he, he said, can I borrow the walk-in to age deer? I'm like, why would you age deer? I mean, I, I just didn't work in my brain. So he'd been aging this deer for about 14 days and they were butchering it down, him and Shane, one of our other worship leaders in the church and brought me over and said, come over and cook a piece of it. So I cooked a piece for, with them the other night, right while they're there two ways. And, and I have to tell you, you number one, you wouldn't know it was deer. When I brought it back home to you, you wouldn't mm -hmm. know it's deer. And it just had a luxurious flavor to it. So, I mean, I, Tops. I was wrong. I and mean, that was an old deer too. She was an old I, girl. I, I, see, I didn't know. I didn't know that. She was old. I remember she you said it was deer. big. So that says even more. Yeah. If you can do that, you would have no clue it was deer. Here's the other thing is we we're talking about now. Now, if you took that piece of meat and sous vide it, golly, you no telling what you get. So, so you, you've got, I mean, you got a daughter who just thinks deer, deer is the best meat. And now I understand why, because she gets nothing but aged nothing deer. But the best. You're doing a great job with that. I, I'm just amazed. I got two pieces now. I'm excited about cooking. So I was like, I'm not sure, you know. But 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 I ate last night, took it home, and thought, man, that's really good. So you've got some skill sets there. You can. He's the. Did you win the bow competition in the church? I, I, I did. He is our. He's, he's a he's a bow shooter. He he he. And then Shane can also shoot bows. Shane Shane's the man. I They're, wouldn't. I would. I never would have picked up archery and hunting if it wasn't for Shane. Shane Shane opened my eyes to that. Whole and, thing. and the two of you were like one and two. That whole world. Yeah, Padawan there. And so this guy won our our camp COF uh, bow shooting competition. And man, he just brings he he. he He's tough on the Bambies. Please don't write less if you don't like that. Uh, just send all the information to Ben. Ben Adelini at COFchurch.org. <clears throat> if you're mad about him killing Bambi, write him, call him, all that stuff. We can have a conversation. We can have a conversation. But, but <laughs> I'll be honest with you. He stocks his family refrigerator, and that's what they eat and live off of. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think I would consider it quite sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good yeah. very and very responsible and very respectful. So, all right, we're getting to this show. 
part two, we're going to get a little bit into the works of your work as a worship leader. We're trying to school people. If people out there that want to be a worship leader, they're sitting in a worship, maybe they're in a youth worship team or they're drumming somewhere or they're thinking about coming up. We're trying to give them some tools in these episodes to see what it's like to be a worship leader, what's expected, what kind of what different methodologies. But also, if you're out there and you're just a person in the pew, we want you to see what's going on behind, like the what's happening behind the making, the making of the worship on Sunday. Because even though Ben's probably one of the most relaxed, comfortable, pure worship, sacred moments, step up there and just bear his heart, there's still stuff that has to happen to get to that moment uh, in preparation and practices and picking songs and stuff. And every every artist does it differently. Some are working months ahead. Some are working hours ahead. Uh, we'll find out about your stuff in this episode. So let's let's start with our first question, Mr. Ben. Um, in in leading and work, working, uh, let's talk about your process of working with your lead pastor. I don't know who your lead pastor is, but but <laughs> but what what's it look like for you? I mean, I can tell what it is, but what's it look like for you as you kind of work together to either plan out a service or a series or the, or the focus on where you're going? What's, what's your input? What's your, what's your part in that? I think, I mean, my perception is we pretty much just trust one another to that, that like, you know what I mean? I mean, if there's something specific that need that we need to talk about, there, there's a certain direction that you want to take things. We talk about it. Um, but I feel like for the most part, we just kind of trust each other. I stepped on the platform uh, this thing. last Sunday, and and the Lord had really, in the back, I was prayer walking and had a really good word. Uh, something, uh, uh, his wife, Haley, was also co-leading. She was leading a song. Something she said spurred me, and I came up, and when I got a spot, I jumped in and just shared my heart. And and what it reminded me of was was a song that we did. She was talking, we were talking about the obsession with God, being obsessed with God or intimate with God. And, and I thought of that song, how God, what was the song, uh, reckless, reckless, rec- reckless, reckless love, love of God, yeah. that, you know, God's got a reckless love chasing after us. And I said, we need to just turn around and be obsessed and run back into his arms. Quit running. So I just showed this, God showed me this image that we just need to stop and turn around and run back into his arms because he's chasing us. All we have to do is turn around and run into his arms and he wants us. So I got up and shared that. And I said, it reminds me of you know, that song. Uh, and, and as I turned around, I said, I'm not going to ask you guys to play that because I know they all panic sometimes when I get up and God has a song in my mind thinking, he's going to make us play that and we're, we're we're going to look terrible and all that. And I looked around and everybody on the platform was grinning and smiling because it was in the worship set for just fixing to come up. And I had no idea. And that's where what's cool to trust is that the Holy Spirit talks. And that's one thing I like about it. We do that, but we also do some planning. So, sure. Yeah. So right. Like we're, we're doing a series now we planned, uh, kind of for the new year, but we had a Psalm series that we're going to wrap up that, that was supposed to go all summer. It went up all summer and all fall and took some breaks and we're fixing to go back to something we're going to finish up there. Um, and, but then we're already talking about a series for the Lenten season, mm-hmm. uh, something around, uh, some sort of theme about resistance and helping people resist. So we do a little bit of development, talk together. Um, yeah, it's chill. What does it look like? Okay. So you get the idea, you know, we're having a service say Sunday and, and, What's it look like? How, how are you picking music? How are you getting, how are you deciding? You've got different leaders. You don't, aren't the only one that leads here. You, you choose other leaders. You give them ample time. Sometimes you move to the drums and sometimes you just, whatever. You might be leading worship for some other church because they got somebody on medical leave and you've got good. Tell us about your process of picking and, and selecting music and stuff. Mm. Well, there isn't much of one. Um, it very, I mean, sometimes I'll plan a week or two or three weeks in advance, but usually it's like one week. One week. Um, 
yeah, and I, I, I just try to kind of cycle people in, different leaders in, as much as I can. Keep them fresh. Keep get them developing. Yeah, 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 and give give other leaders opportunities to. And you can let somebody. What I love and, about you is you can let somebody else lead, whether it's the service or song, and still play guitar on the platform. Or, or move back to the drums. Well, it's not about me. Leaving. No, no, but but, yeah. but but there's a lot of worship leaders that do not and will not do that. They might co-lead. They may have a, a female co-host mm-hmm. and, and rotate songs a little bit, but that's only because they're trying to get different voices. But you don't see a lot that, that will be the worship leader, but that will hand it over to Shane and Amanda and say, you're leading today. I'm just going to be your guitar backup. Yeah. You, know, you don't see a lot of that uh, in the worship world because that world seems to be a lot about me. And and that that that's not your style at all, which is cool. Well, I mean, if you don't give other people opportunities to lead, then how are you going to raise up other leaders? Right, exactly. And, and have the confidence in them, and you yeah. do have the confidence in them. Which what's great is when they're not when you're not here, they have confidence. Like right. when, when Jane led and the power went out, you know, he's our most junior guy that would lead worship, and you know, he just unplugged and put acoustic on and went on led like you would. So they've picked up that ethos because you've given them room to live in that ethos. I think mm-hmm. that's really sure. Really good thing. Yeah. So you're picking songs. You're putting them out. Are you putting them out? Lucas putting them out. I know Lucas is your. Yeah, I'm. I usually will message whoever else who might lead a song is going to be on the schedule for that week or whatever. And hey, is there any songs you want to do? So if somebody's going to take and, lead, is a song you'd like to lead? Yeah. Say Donna Kranuski, she's on our group, or yeah. somebody else. And if they want to throw a song out, you're going to be open to that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'll try to try to work that in, and then um, I I try to get songs picked at least a week in advance. But frankly, sometimes it's the, the day. only sometimes person. It's the day the before. only person in this church that doesn't get the song that they want is my wife. Mm. She asked for holy water she for about for two. Water. For we about did two give years. it to her. We eventually. Yeah. She was so happy when she finally got it. That was the it's whole movie. That's not my vibe. I, I don't know. know. Wrong song for you. You got to find a better genre. <laughs> Sorry, but well, she didn't care whether you sang it or not. But she, I worked hard at that too. I mean, I worked. Hard. She tortured everybody. And I don't. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we but did play. No, but I enjoy. No, I enjoy. Jaden loves that. It was song. nice to see. It's some, a great song. It's a good song. It was nice to see somebody put her, in, put her in her place. Finally. Nah, I thoroughly enjoyed her asking you. It was great. <laughs> I take no offense, and I hope you don't take any offense. <laughs> I don't at all. It care. was fun. See, we're all family here. <laughs> she didn't care. She just went to three other churches those weeks to get it. <laughs> she was stepping out on us. Like, I'm going to Cornerstone. Yeah, I'm going to Cornerstone. They'll do holy water. They'll do holy water right that dustin keel he'll do it you know he's our buddy that's why she was kissing up to him when he was in here he probably loves that yeah he sees mother best in the house she's here for community fake church because that worship pastor won't give her holy water it's a good song but no are you moved on do you have anything new while we're on air is there anything you want him to play now you got anything no Yeah. I, I'd I'm like, not usually about that. I gotta send them the the Chan one on on the fear on the fear. Or, yeah, but you can't duplicate stuff like that. I know not, you can't, but I'd love no. to do all those songs again though. Uh, I like uh, to try. Yeah, uh, gosh, it's so good. I gotta send it to you later, but yeah. you gotta have three hours to watch. Yeah, it. you gotta watch it. All right, I have some drives. It's well, you know, when yeah. when you think about worship leading, um, part of your role that you do so well is development. I don't think all the worship leaders we've had in here have had that in their mind like you do. Um, you you have a role to get the songs picked, to get the team on the platform, but you seem to have as much work, and I know Lucas does this as well in his work is in, in communications and doing all that and kind of communicating with the team and building his uh, creative arts team. You have a role of really thinking about how to develop your people. 
and putting them in positions to develop and, and, and letting them take some risks and try try a song. Some of it's like, for example, a Jaden on the platform, a young guy on the platform who probably wasn't singing two years ago and did a little bit of singing and, and, and now he's actually leading worship services. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if you knew Jaden, Jaden's kind of a quiet person, but he's really gifted. And and tell us about your concept, your thought on that, on developing leaders. You, you're one of the few guys that, that can really be away from here when you went to India, you were gone for quite a while. Uh, nobody missed you. I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing because worship was, you were here, your, your spirit was here. Right. Nobody was saying, oh, gosh. Oh, God, when's Ben going to be back? Or, you know? Yeah. Remember, we came like, back, we were all bummed. We, right. Right. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't. But, I mean, she was because she couldn't get her holy water. She, she knows holy water's gone. You know. But tell us about your mentality there and the role of a worship leader in developing the ethos of a team. Yeah. I Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not as intentional as it may appear. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really just, I, I want other people to grow, and and I, yeah, I pr- honestly, I could probably be a little bit more structured in, um, like being intentional and in, at in, trying to, you know, raise up other leaders and things. But at the end of the day, I think, I, I try to do my best to lead by example like I do for the congregation and if I see potential in someone I'm going to you know give them opportunities to step out and if they're hesitant I may push them a little bit from time mm-hmm. to time like some some people need to be nudged a little bit and in, into a certain direction maybe there's shyness or or um you know but some, I, I don't think something a lot like that okay, but I've watched this for years and, and you're, you're very patient with it because because it's a process. Okay, say you push a young person out and, and they're going to lead their first song. Mm-hmm. They're not leading the whole worship service, but you're going to put them out on a song or you're going to put them as a, as a, as a co-vocal or at least, a, at least a strong vocal. But if you put them out and you give them their own song and they go out there and do that song. And to be honest with you, there are some of those when you've done that, you know, I just have to close my eyes and worship and go, thank you, Lord, help us get through this. It's rough. And in practice, I heard them sing it and they, they were on. Mm-hmm. But when they get in with the crowd out there, you can tend to push your voice sharp or flat. Your nerves yeah. come on you. Oh yeah, the room's different. You totally. got lights on. Lucas has got the whole show going on. Yeah. Somebody's talking in your ear. Yeah, a little and, mouse came up on stage yeah. and messed with your in ear mix. Yeah, and, and, and then yeah, and then people's up. voices. <laughs> Lucas <laughs> Lucas produces like albums and stuff for people. But people when they get nervous, their verse do the verses go sharp or flat or is it more one way or another? It's it's not always the same way. But yeah. it's not, but like an American Idol, you would hear that I, with people. It was Idol. funny for me too. Cause I feel like I, I feel like I am more comfortable and I sing better and per- perform better live than I do. Because you don't know the, because yeah, right. you don't know anybody's Correct. there. You don't, you don't care. You don't know anybody's there, but yeah. most people aren't like you. Most people aren't just doing their only communion and having a, having a sandwich with God. That's you. You're able to do that. That's why you're so good. But, but somebody else is like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm doing this thing and now they're looking at me. So they tense up and the voice goes sharp or flat. And so the song is like off a half step mm-hmm. or half key oh, yeah. or whatever. hundred percent. And we get through it and, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I think, Phew. and I'll go home and bath and go, man, I hope we don't have to hear that for a few weeks. And then, but you'll come back in a few weeks, let them work through it. And then so, you know, oh, they're back up. I go, oh my, Let's, in Jesus name, pray for them. And next thing you know, well, that's pretty good. You know, and then next thing you know, you got him leading two songs. Like, what's he lost his mind? He's got him leading two songs. We got to do two of these. And then they just start killing it. You know what I mean? Because what's happened is 
you have risked this where a lot of people might have shut them down on that and go, well, they, they got performer anxiety. What you've done is push through that and let them just start worshiping. Yeah. They, they've kind of got past themselves, past the stage, got over the fear and, and like and you experience some freedom. Jaden's right. an example of somebody who has the voice, the most beautiful tenor voice I've ever seen in a young man. Just it's a piercing voice. And as he got more comfortable, he is just able to rip it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he won't have his moments in the future. We all do. But but I've watched him grow in the last two years to being just stellar. I mean, yeah. And that he's an ex- I'm using him as an example, but I could do that for almost anybody you used sure. in the past. You know, I could pick any of the girls and kids you've used and different people. It just you, you're very patient with that. And you're willing to work with people, and I've noticed that you give them a little bit of a break, and and then you kind of work through this. I don't. It seems like I, the I don't want to push anyone to do something that they don't. I mean, if they're like not passionate about it, and they don't care about. It, but if somebody cares about something, and it's something that they're like legitimately, like they want to, they're passionate but, but about let's worship. Be on, and, let's be honest. I consider everybody on the platform able to play on any Sunday, and I'm just very comfortable with them. But when you're bringing some of them up in development, maybe a year, two, three years ago, I'd be like, uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. but when you were gone, I was like, oh, okay, who, who cares? You know, in time that works. And there are a lot of churches out there. I, I mean, Lucas could probably, Lucas gets around more than I do to churches these days. I'm stuck here. But but there are a lot of churches, when they hear that one-off voice, they're like, lose lose their number. They're not singing again. This big church is like, no, that's not happening. There are a lot of churches out there wouldn't even let them on the platform again, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, take, take the microphone away. You've got a development theory. So now you've got, I mean, I'm thinking on, on the platform Sunday, we had a huge team, but you could lead. Me, Haley, Shane, and Amanda. And they Jane could all lead. There. Jane could, there were five of you that could have led the worship service. Yeah. I mean, somebody could have shot four of y'all and we could keep going. For sure. You know what I mean? And still had a great band around it. You know, and, and as long as they don't get Lucas, we could put some MIDI on. You know, we were in good shape. So, I mean, think about that. We're a small church where you've got five guns on the yeah, stage right cool. now. That's really cool. And to be honest with you, you've got a couple more junior guns coming to church here now that you've just started putting on stage some. And we don't know what will develop with them, and they're, they're new to our body and stuff. But I can already see you're already working on the next crop. You know, sure. in some ways, and, and and there'll be others out there, but I just think that's a unique skilled talent, and I think our church is really encouraging of people, and they they labor through that with people, and they have seen the product of that enough that they don't get as I don't think the church gets. I I watch them give encouragement to people and go like, I'm not sure I'd encourage that. You know, I, if I'm Simon Cowell, you're not going to Hollywood. You know, you know what I mean? And they're going like, no, you're going to Hollywood. We see it in you. So you've built a congregation that's in your that believes in what you're doing. And your pastor trusts you too. So I, I've seen the product. It's just you know, like a lot of churches. Lucas, do you do you, how many churches do you know that are production type churches would 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 do some of that stuff? Oh, I mean, a lot of churches would. They, they do, they're they're embarrassed. They they would not put yeah. up with that. Right. They yeah, they would correct. be like, we'll let you sing that maybe on a Tuesday night with nobody in the room, and you do about twenty four of those, and we'll think about it. And yeah, but then it's like you're telling people. You're not worthy to worship God. Yeah, but you don't hear people that are terrible leading, though. No, don't get me wrong. There's a line. Uh, Right. But usually people, if you give them a chance, usually they're self-aware enough. But you've already seen that they can do it. It's just they need, you got to get the atmospherics right. So the fact that you put them up there, you know they can. Though they were flat or sharp this week because they're nervous, you just know that that takes experience. 
Yeah, it just takes right. time. And the only way yeah. you get experience is give them some experience. Exactly. Ex yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, if anybody and should be the same patient. thing with, like, prophetic worship and, like, singing in the spirit and, like, just singing spontaneous songs. Listen. It's like, if you don't ever take risk to do those things. You don't get anything. Yeah. But right. all of the apostles were bumbling idiots when they worked for Jesus. They couldn't find food. They couldn't figure this out. He lectured them. He got mad at them. They couldn't do nothing right. And every one of these guys died as great martyrs when it was all said and done or did great things for God because he let them work it out. Mm -hmm. Jesus worked through the pains with them. He, 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 he saw the potential. He saw the potential. Of he knew that Peter one day would feed his sheep. Yes, he screwed up. Yes, he, he had to ask him three times. But in the end, Peter was the rock of the church. Jesus saw that. And you do a great job of seeing potential in people and, and causing the church to see potential in people as well. And I mm. think that's a great gift. Because even when you're long gone, there'll be people leading worship, whether they're here or they can move on to other churches. That'll be a part of your deal. You're doing Bill Bandy with some of those people. Hmm. So, so that, that legacy is coming out and, and I've got people that have gone to the ministry under my time. They're, they're preaching today in places. And I even forget about some of them from time to time. I've tried to pray for them, but then I'll run across somebody says, yeah, so-and-so says you, you, you sent them out in the Lord. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I need to be praying for them. So you, you legacy is important. Yeah. And you're creating a lot of legacy here and you're doing a great job with that. So mm. I, I think it's a philosophy though. Well, thanks. I think it's a philosophy. And, and like, like Lucas says, I don't think it's a philosophy that every church would embrace that fast. No, I just don't. Th I think I just don't really think about it. No, right? No, you don't because you, right. I, I know. I, <laughs> so and, and, I, I, and I and I thank God for that. I don't know. No, I, no, and, and you're not. And I don't think you don't expect talent. That's not the case at all. I think you see the diamond in the rough, and, and you're willing to work to get it. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's just fantastic. So part of your work is, don't you think part of the work? This is the question. Part of the work of a worship leader is to develop a team. Yeah. Not just the team that's on the stage, totally. but the team that will lead the stage a year, two, five, or down the road. Mm -hmm. Or should you decide to stay in India? Mm -hmm. You know, you are, and it gives you the freedom to, to do that. You know, I think it's good. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, some things that would help people in the pews understand how they can enhance their worship better. I know you sit up there, and I, I know you're really good at just being in communion. You probably don't notice this a lot. Maybe you notice it when you come out of it and go, man, they're all looking at me. I thought we were all doing this together. <laughs> what are a couple things you could coach people on? Step out of your worship leader role from leading, but step out and now look from when you're when you're maybe not the worship leader. What are some things you could help people come in the room ready to, your words in the first one was, worship is sacred to me, no matter, uh, uh, no matter, uh, worship is, um, uh, worship is pure. It's a sacred relationship. And no matter what's going on, you just want to lock your eyes on Jesus and, and have communion with him. What are some things you could do to help people out here do that with you or in their own process of worship? Some, some coaching tips. Mm, Cause well, not everybody's I mean, doing that. I know yeah. you don't notice it, but not everybody's yeah, doing oh, it. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. So um, how, how would you help them bring glory to God in their own way and become a part of that wave, so to speak? What are some things they could do, prep themselves, be a part of, be aware of, uh, that will help them kind of get in that time of wanting to be intimate? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, definitely doing like doing taking time to um, kind of do that on your own at home is. So if you're going to coach somebody to be intimate here in church, you're going to say, first of all, they need to be having that own kind of intimate time in some of their private devotional yeah. life. Well, I, like, I think you have to be comfortable doing it. Like you have to be like, 
it has to be normal, like right to to be able to move into that space. Right. So if mm-hmm. if you only do it once a week, um, like you're only it, once a week. Like yeah. You're only going to show up once a week to oh, this is my time to be intimate with God. I don't know. Does no, that make no, sense? No, no. I mm-hmm. think that I I think if. It, let me rephrase the question. If we were going to coach people to, to have intimacy in worship, your first thing is begin in your private worship life. Mm-hmm. You know, begin begin at home. Yeah. Begin at home. And I'll be the first to admit that that's, that's a struggle for me, too. I mean, it's not like I'm not this perfect guy who has an hour of worship. Well, you've by got, you've got two night. young kids right. and a wife yeah. and a young wife and, yeah. and, a, and another job. And that, I mean, that's, that's it, I've been there. It's a challenge. You know, sure. It's easier now when your kids are all grown up and there's nobody around the house, and you can, I can have an hour and a half devotion, and, and and nobody bothers you at all. And you got six other bathrooms in the house, so nobody even asks for the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got privacy. You got you got a place you can be alone. Yeah, and that's different. It's, it, when I was yours, it, there was somebody screaming, somebody somebody ran over my toe, and Dad, come do this. You know, Mom's like, you know, you need to come, you need to come whip one of your boys. They they're in trouble. You know, so you've got that challenge now, but still you're able to engage that. Yeah. So, so number one, begin at home. What'd be your next thing to coach you? Your second tip to, so they can get intimate with God here. They got to start at home. What's next? What's, what's number two? Gosh, I don't know. I, so I feel like so much of it I talked about in that last one, like, Oh, you want me to get pure. Uh, you want me to get that? I'm not telling you what you said. This is all about you leading in all about you intimacy. How do you get them to do it though? I don't know. You just do it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got to be, just... I think, I think one of the things that I would say for me, for you, if I were answering, if I were in your seat answering it, if you've got to begin at home, then you, when you get here, you also got to be here. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle being here, but when you're here, you're here with God. I think you're here. It looks just like it would be for you privately. You're just, you're, you're in communion. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in communion alone or here, you're still in communion. Yeah. And I think a lot of people when they get here, they're you're already here, you're you're dialed in, but they're trying to catch up to you and maybe they don't catch up to you or right at the end they go, "Wow, that was good. And I'll, I'll live through his." But I think I think for me, people got to be here. Yeah. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It okay, let's use the intimacy thing. If you want to be intimately with your, your marital partner and your wife, it, it, it does help her be more attracted to you if you're actually present in the moment of intimacy. You have to recognize that it's not Not just you. physically present, but you need to be mentally and emotionally present, right? Yeah. Right, because if your wife says, you know, you're not into this really, you're 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 watching a football game or you you wish you weren't here, that's not going to be good for anybody. Mm-hmm. I think God is the bride, groom, mm-hmm. or the bride. I think it's the spiritual factors are the same. God wants us to be present and available. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's like, not, and it's not about what you can get from the this intimate exchange, but a, it's like the the priority is giving him glory, like yeah, is absolutely. worshiping him and give like, and in that process of you know like just like forget about everybody else in the room for a minute, forget that um, Joe Schmo is looking at you. Mm-hmm. And like, like, close your eyes if you have to, whatever, and um, just talk to God and and worship Him, and, right. and like, even try to picture Him. Sometimes y- yeah. I try to do that to keep my mind from wandering about other things. Mm-hmm. Dial it in. I, I try to picture. So you're able to him. image and visualize that, and then dial yeah. it in. In, in football, when I... Because it's so easy to let your mind and, just... And you don't even yeah. realize you're doing and it. And when you get a bunch of people in a room doing that, 
like simultaneously. It's powerful. You can it's have like, you, that. You can have right. a moment. Yes. You can have an encounter. When I coached and played football for years, there, there are a lot of times I would be coaching, and I could almost tell you there was nobody in the in the stadium other than me and what I was calling or what I was playing. We'd be on the field, and your team's in the huddle. You're back up to the line. You're back to the huddle, and until you scored, and somebody ran down and celebrated a little bit. I, you, you just didn't even know the cheerleaders were screaming at you over there. You know, every now and then there'd be a timeout and you go, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people here, you know. You know, but, you know, you just kind of have that focus. And because and, the guy on the cross the ball is going to, if you don't focus, he's going to hit you hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think people, if you've ever played sports or activities, we, we've got to learn how to spiritually focus on God and, and get in the game. And if you don't know who, if you don't, <laughs> know who it is that you're trying to focus in on that it's hard to focus like well and yeah. that's why it's got to start at home yeah or it's right. got to, and, and, and you've got to be present and you got to forget about everyone you got to know who god is who, like who, yeah know who god is like who this this person is that you are worshiping right. is he worthy of your worship is a, is a big question you have to decide, is God yeah. worthy of our intimacy? You got to decide that because, he is. Because I think a lot of us go, well, God's gotten a few hours of my time. That's enough. Or or I, I, I gave it a gift last week. So this week I'm just going to you know, play a game while I'm here. I'm going to do a little Candy Crush, let my wife get her thing on here at the church. It's a clash you, of clans for me. Yeah. You, you've, got, you've got to decide, do you know who he is? And, and is, I guess the question I would say in, in your mind, is he worthy? Mm-hmm. I mean, I see that with you because you see the moment is sacred. You, you call yeah. it the moment sacred. Yeah. But, but a lot of people don't see it as that. So if they saw it as sacred, they would see it's worthy because it's it's a holy moment. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that fits in your 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 DNA, so to speak. Yeah, and I think it's just a different. I guess it's a different mentality. You know, it's it's a different mentality. So knowing who God is, is He worthy? Is He sacred? Begin this at home. Be present. Forget about everyone else, and then. I, I guess, what, I mean, I, I think if you get to that point, you're going to start probably falling asleep. Well, you're going to start, in, you're going to enter into <laughs> communion with God. Yeah. Because as, as best as you're going to kind of begin to be in a journey and where God takes you, then who knows? Yeah. You just don't know. So I, 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 I think that's, you know, we haven't, you know, I'll be honest with you. We, you know, we've had some good advice on that, but I think this is about as good as anything I've seen on the show. So I don't know. No, I think, I, I think forgetting about us, but we're so easily distracted because of the distractions of the room, people's cell phones. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. there's peace in his presence and it's like, like his peace covers up all those other distractions in anyways. It's right. like, so if you can manage to get yourself to a point where it's like, God, it's just me and you, like I am here for you. Um, yeah. His perfect peace passes all understanding and takes over. And it's like, well, I guess if there's, yeah. if there's like, one caution I can yeah. put out there, you know, by all means, don't be a distraction. Sure. I mean, if, if, if you can't get into it, at least neutralize yourself. Just out of respect for the sacred moment of somebody else. Sure. Don't, you know, don't. We talk, I talked about this in a teaching this last week where the transfiguration, you got Jesus and Elijah and Moses going on. And somewhere in the process, Peter gets nervous and says, hey, can I build, you know, tabernacles for each of you? And the moment he says that, the, the spirit's done, it's over, and the moment ends. It's like he broke it trying to do something human mm-hmm. in, in a moment when communion was taking place. He didn't need yeah. to do anything. God was present. If God wanted a tabernacle, he would have put forth a tabernacle. This is a guy that thinks that it happens. You know, clap on, clap off. You know, so Peter did what we would do when we don't understand what's going on. He would try to rationalize it. You know, you know, 
but I, I think we've got to at least not be a distraction. Peter's best bit would have been to be quiet and just continue to enjoy the moment mm -hmm. and live vicariously through sure. them. Mm -hmm. But he spoke up and wanted to do a human thing, and it, it broke the moment. I don't know if you can blame it on him completely, but but it did break the moment. Yeah, it's funny how we can – I mean, we can do that. Things I'm, guilty, can, I'm guilty of that I, I, all the time. I, there are people yeah. that I break – I think God wants to go a certain direction, and I'm like, yeah – you know, I, but, but there's people the I, I can be on something and, and certain thing goes off or somebody's phone goes off and it takes, it'll break me for a minute. And I have to, I can ignore a lot of things. I do really good at that most of the time, but every now and then that thing catches me or this one catches me. You guys know, sometimes the door, the, the light from the parking lot will catch me or I, the thing gets me the most is, is if I'm hearing people from our foyer out there chatting when we're in the moment or in a worship moment, it fries my brain because I believe, <laughs> they're also distracting other people. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden now I need to get that door closed so I can, cause I don't want anybody else to lose the moment, but it causes me to lose the moment. Yeah. I tend to be able to go back into it easier because I know who God is and I've had moment with him and I'm able to get back and I'm actually trying to protect it. But I think the last thing I say is, you know, be careful. Don't be a distraction. Yeah. You know, but golly, know who God is, begin at home, be present and forget about everyone else. Uh, <laughs> Which is weird advice as someone who's supposed to be a, a pastor of, of sorts because, like, we're supposed to be shepherding people. We care about people. But I guess what I care about for people is that stop caring about people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, stop caring about everybody else in the room. Right. Well, I, I think it's... It, I like, think it's I want everybody to be able to get to that point where... Where it's just like, you it's and just, the Lord. It's free. Yeah. It's yeah like, it's well, just, and that yeah. would be number six would be... The goal is to walk together in communion. You know, that, that what, what you're saying is walk together and have communion, but that's individual. But corporately, the goal is to get everybody in worship, coming into one voice, one accord. Yeah, and like communion. in the book of Acts. So it's not that we're not one to pastor them. We're saying, don't be a distraction. Come walk with us. Mm -hmm. And you can't walk with us. You know, you ever seen people walking, they're walking through the parking lot. This bad today. I, I've had run over people all the time because they come out of the Kroger and they've got their phone right here and they're going right across that crosswalk, assuming I'm going to stop. And I know I'm supposed to, but I'm thinking they should stop. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm because I'm, I'm also thinking I want to well, get hurt. Well, but 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 they're, <laughs> but they're, they're trusting me to stop, and they what they need to do is take that phone down and focus on getting to their car. Then they get in the car. You can you can look in your phone, but but a lot of people are 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 distracted, and so they're not even they don't know where they don't even know you're having communion, and and when they look up, the the group's gone. The group, some everybody else is in this, and they don't know why. I think a lot of people get caught by that because they're not walking together. They're, they're being a distraction. So if you set that distraction down and you begin to walk, even if you don't get what Ben's doing or somebody else is doing, just by carelessly beginning to walk with them, you'll begin to get you, you'll get there. So there's times when you've seen something happening and you see people walk into it. There, there's something going on. Like there's a there's a fight or there's you're at a park and there's this or there's somebody's got a cute puppy and you see people going over to look at it and you go over there and then all of a sudden you go, oh. That's what it is. You know, I think we need to come into it like that. Mm -hmm. Focus with, with God. So and I, I, I just think your philosophy is you got some good stuff there. So uh, let me, let me, let me, let me wrap up with this for this episode. And we'll get into our, our last show where we're going to do a little bit of synthesis of everything we've been learning in the last show. Um, as, as you work through things, uh, you're, you're a pleasure to work with. I, I just trust you a lot on knowing when you need to extend things or, give me room or vice versa. So we, we, I won't ask you the question about working with senior pastors because you work great with your senior pastor. I asked every, everybody else a question and threw you under the bus, but I really threw you under the bus. Uh, you give me plenty of preaching time, and if you don't, I take it anyway. So, Or or I just know that that, that, that 
God's going to use what you did. So I love that. But what would you be coaching out there? What would, what would be your, your coaching tip um, to kind of say, okay, the church today needs this to get back in rut. You know, when, when, in, in, when you're, you're a hunter, deer, the deer run best when they're in rut. When they're in rut, they don't know where they're going. They don't know who's going to shoot them. But you go try to hunt those bucks before they're in rut, you can't get them. They won't come out of the woods. They won't run. But once they, they get in season, how, what would be your coaching tip to get the church? To, we, need, we need a revival in the church. We need to see the church come back into season. And I realize there's movements and there's cedar sessions and there's there's different things going on. But if you have your heart's desire today, what would you speak prophetically maybe to the body, to those listening, to help us get the church, I hate to say it, but back in rut with God, intimately mm-hmm. with God, chasing after God, you know, with that desire to have that one-on-one relationship with him? Um, I think we just, we need to remember who he is. You know, I think, yeah, I think, I think we've kind of, lost sight of that somewhere along the way that like like he's god <laughs> like yeah Man. we got to remember who who he is who it is that we're worshiping um and what he's and given. fall back in love with him because right. i think i think we've um yeah we've we've fallen in love with ourselves yeah don't you think in some ways we we've we've, we've moved from from participant and chaser of God mm-hmm. into spectator and, and almost wanting to watch a stage show. And, and, and that's just, I mean, it's one that we want you to come and be a part, but I think God wants you more to have the encounter. He wants you to have the relationship. He wants you to have the, he wants the sacredness to be you taking your shoes off, not you watching Ben take his shoes off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, we want he you. wants your worship. Like I, other guys have said before I, other podcasts, he is a jealous God. Like he, if you if you're worshiping yourself, um, which honestly I think at the end of the day is what is is the the main idol that gets in most of our ways is our ourselves. You know, yeah. he's worthy. He's worthy of our time. Yeah, I don't know that everybody believes when they come to church that he's worthy, but somehow or another they've all come here to give him that time. So when you come and you don't really give him that time, you've really actually wasted your time. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be. I think you would have a better experience to come and just give that time to God, rather than waste that time not getting to God. Yeah. The Pharisees and Sadducees. What made Jesus so angry was that he says, "You brood of vipers! You've had all this knowledge. You know all these things, but yet your ox is in a ditch, and you're not even helping out. You're just explaining why you can't do it today. But the ox is in the ditch. Get it out. You mm-hmm. know. You know. You've made all your energy to come here." You got dressed, you dealt with the wife, you dealt with the kids, the screaming, you you you, you got through the traffic and the ice, you're here. Just strip off and chase God, you know, strip off the world uh, and be intimate with God. I'm using that language on purpose and just have communion. And then hopefully bring him glory. You, you've came, you've come all the way here. Why not, why not get, get connected? You know? Yeah, what's the point in coming? I think otherwise? a lot of people come obligatory yeah they come because because Part of tradition expectation yeah if i give enough the lord will bless me yeah i i better come just in case this stuff's real mm-hmm. well it's real i mean it's real but it's not real until you have a relationship that's real it's deeper than you think it is okay the, the key word you've used so many of our people have used and we'll talk about this a lot more in the last episode is relationship relationship stands for a real relationship so there's a realness to it 
there's something concrete. And I think a lot of people come, but they don't understand that when we come to church, it's to have a real relationship. And in your case... And vulnerable. Vulnerable. Which, which comes right along with intimacy. But yours is mm-hmm. at the level of not just your relationship. You're, you're saying this is communion. This is sacred. This is holy. So of all relationships that I'm going to have, this one alone is worthy of my praise. It's at the highest. I think that's just a beautiful image. It fits exactly with how you lead. And I think the church needs a revival of that today. So we're, we're going to get back more, uh, Ben, just wonderful thing. We're going to have Ben here do a song at the end. He's got one that's recorded. What's the song again you're going to be doing? Uh, It's called have, have Your Way. Have Your Way. It's one you wrote. Have it invade. You're struggling with your own name for your own song? Have Your Way, Have it Invade. Okay, Have Your Way. And it's written by you? And recorded at Crown Brew? Correct. That's right. By, by Lucas Winkler. By Lucas Winkler. Cool. And Lucas also helped write the song, too. He helped write the song. Yeah. Lucas, and did you do the production on it, Lucas? Uh, just the audio. Just the audio. Fantastic. Yeah. So these guys are going to share that afterwards. So stay online and listen to that. And then we'll be back for part 26 of this Worship Leader Southern Illinois series. We're in a three-part sub-series. It's the last of nine leaders. Ben and I will be talking not just about uh, the final questions we have for the series, but, but we're going to wrap up kind of a look at all the worship leaders and make some comments on that. You do not want to miss this wrap up uh, rubber hits the pavement series. And we hope to come back with you real soon for 27, 28 and 29 and do something really spectacular to wrap up this whole thing. We're working on that now and we'll tell you more about it. Watch out for that. So you're on the dock with pastor Troy on the doc.org. Go find out all of our stuff, all of our platforms, all of our links. You can email us at info on the doc.org and get us on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Please put that out to your network and to your friends and different groups and get them connected and Google, uh, Google play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet, other platforms available, but we really like those first three. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. We'd love to hear social media comments, share a little bit more with things, and hit subscribe, like, notify, and just tell everybody all about it and get them connected. We'll put in the show notes of this. We'll have the show notes, hopefully some links to get to the Cedar Sessions site where you can find more about what they're doing with Cedar Sessions and also uh, Facebook connections to that as well so you can follow and track what music they're doing. Uh, Go to Patreon site. We'd love to have you as a partner or sponsor of the next show. And Ben and I both both pastor at Community Faith Church. We'd love to have you come out 10 o'clock on Sundays, 6.30 on Wednesdays, and come here, Ben, lead worship, right? Mm-hmm. Come here, and then you, you can stay for me if you want. But uh, check it out. we got lots of platforms that you can go right now online, cotv.com, and go listen to him lead worship on any of our uh, archived episodes. So we hope you enjoy that. Get ready as we go out of here on this episode. We'll be back for the wrap-up of this part of this huge super series. But right now, as we go out, check out Mr. Ben Adelini as he shares a special worship piece with you. We'll see you soon. Lord, we are here to pour out our hearts to say that you're worthy of all that we are and Father we've come to see your face and we need your kingdom And we just caught a glimpse of 
the things you can do and you're just getting started to move so open the doors fling wide the gates cause we are ready for you so heaven invade here and now move in this place cause we us clean hands and give us pure hearts Jesus cause we want to see We're desperate for you to break through So open the doors, fling wide the gates Cause we are ready for you, Lord So heaven invade here and now Move in this place Cause we belong in your presence So come on and open the doors
Yeah, hey. 